This might be the year that the Big 12 Conference either ties or breaks the NCAA record for most teams from one league to make the NCAA tournament. What's up, everybody? How are you? I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports, covering the Big 12. It's so good to be here with you, as always. And uh, as we approach late January, it's entirely possible the Big 12 finds itself in a position to tie the record set back in 2011 by the Big East when that conference had 11 teams make the NCAA tournament. The Big 12 right now is, I think, right on the margin of anywhere between 10, 11. I'm not sure they're going to get to 12. This conference is so loaded, I can't see 12, but it's not impossible. Because remember, the Big 12, as of the start of this week, before the games on Monday, the Big 12 had 11 of 14 teams sitting at 3-2 and two or 2-3 two and three in conference play. That's how loaded this league is. And we knew, I mean, we're a third of the way through conference play. We knew it was going to be crazy. I didn't even think it'd be this crazy. None of you, and myself included, had Texas Tech and Kansas State starting late January tied for first place. I mean, it's just nuts what's going on. So uh, here's the deal for the Big 12. Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology. By the way, if you're new to the show, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. And of course, on the podcast as well. Share it with your Big 12 buddies. That way this show continues to grow, which it has because of you. So that being said, um, when you look at where we're at right now in the Big 12, Joe Lenardi has uh, 11 teams in the mix right now. He's got Houston, Kansas, Baylor, Oklahoma, Iowa State, BYU, Texas Tech, TCU, Kansas State, and Cincinnati all in the mix. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then he's got in the next four out, Texas. So that's 11 teams in the mix. Now, the question there is whether or not you think Texas has the ability to bounce back and get some wins and get itself back into the NCAA tournament. They certainly have the talent to do that. I mean, we saw them beat Baylor on Saturday. We know what this team is capable of. The question really becomes whether or not they can weather their own schedule. And that's the hardest part for any team in this league right now. So as I'm looking at this here for the Big 12, um, there's a handful of teams right now that you would consider being somewhat on the bubble. Now, it's early, but if you were to talk about the teams at the bottom half of Joe Lenardi's bracketology, you'd be looking at teams like Texas Tech. I know tied for first place Tech fans, but Lenardi's got them as an eight seed. Just to, just so we're all on the same page here. Lenardi has them as an eight seed. I know you're going to scream they're tied for first place, but that's where he's got them right now. TCU is a 10 seed, K-State as an 11, and Cincinnati as a 12. Cincinnati had a chance to move up, but they couldn't get the win at Kansas on Monday. It's obviously a very tough place to try to get a win, but they were in that game. I mean, they came from 12 down in the first half to tie it up for halftime and um, took it basically down the stretch, but they weren't able to get it done. So if you look at those teams at the bottom, Texas Tech, TCU, Kansas State, Cincinnati, and then Texas, which right now is on the bubble. Who do you feel like is in of those teams? You can chime in right now, by the way, on YouTube Live or on Facebook Live. Texas Tech, TCU, Kansas State, Cincinnati, and Texas. I think those are the five teams that we should be looking at here. 
So if you're going to go through the Big 12 and you're going to look at those teams, let's start off with Texas Tech sitting in first place as of early this week. Texas Tech, if you go through the schedule, all right, um, they're off this week. They've got Oklahoma on the road on Saturday. At TCU, home to Cincinnati. At Baylor, home to UCF. This is not a bad stretch coming up for Texas Tech. It's not easy because nothing in the Big 12 is easy, but this is not. If you're looking at this from a Texas Tech perspective, your schedule is, it's never soft, but Texas Tech has gotten through arguably the toughest stretch, one of its toughest stretches. They beat Texas on the road. They beat Kansas State at home. They beat BYU. Came back to do it, by the way. Now you've got a little bit of a stretch here where, yes, you can lose to any of these teams, but also Texas Tech on how it's played should be able to beat teams like Cincinnati and UCF, which is two of their next five games. And then you're talking about ranked teams like Oklahoma, Baylor, Kansas, Iowa State. If you can get a couple of wins over that stretch, you go into late February in a very good spot if you're the Red Raiders to get yourself into the big dance in the March Madness. And by the way, you end the season. Here are the last five games for Texas Tech. At UCF, winnable. Home to Texas. We'll see if the Longhorns play down the stretch. At West Virginia, winnable. At Oklahoma State, very winnable. Home to Baylor. Texas Tech, for a Big 12 schedule, gets some pretty darn good breaks in here that a lot of Big 12 fans and a lot of Big 12 teams don't have. So when you just look at that schedule and the job that Grant McCaslin is doing, um, I like Texas Tech's chances as we sit here in late January and start talking about bubble teams of the Big 12 because Joe Lenardi's got them as an eight seed and they may sit right in that spot. Do I think they're going to win the Big 12? No, I don't. Um, there are still flaws of this team, but they're certainly March Madness worthy and their schedule helps them in a the big way. Now, Kansas State, has a tough stretch here. Kansas State, you got Iowa State, Houston, Oklahoma, and then Oklahoma State, that's your breather, followed by Kansas and at BYU. BYU's always going to be a tougher out and a tougher game on the road. So you look at that stretch for Kansas State, that's five of six games against ranked teams in this stretch. That is brutal. So Kansas State's schedule, and Kansas State has exceeded expectations thus far. Kansas State's schedule is really tough, but they have played three of their easiest games to open up the season. UCF, West Virginia, and Oklahoma State. They've already gotten all of those teams out of the way. And of those three, they still have a trip to Stillwater, and they still get West Virginia at home. So that's good. That's theoretically, it's never easy in the Big 12, but theoretically, you can give this team a couple of more wins there when you look at that schedule. But they've gotten through a very easy stretch, have the Kansas State Wildcats. Now comes an absolutely brutal stretch in Ames, at Houston, back-to-back, -back. home to Oklahoma, and then um, at Oklahoma State, a little bit of a reprieve there, and then versus Kansas on February 5th, a big Monday game. Uh, of course, Sunflower Showdown is always going to be wild. And then that Saturday, you go to BYU. 
before your bye week. You get off the following week, you play the following Saturday. So we're going to learn a lot about Kansas State. I've got to see how they get through this stretch. But of all the teams in the Big 12 right now, I'm looking at sitting back and saying, let's take a wait and see approach. It's Kansas State of those teams we've talked about just because of that schedule, even though, yes, a lot of respect with them tied for first place. But man, it is not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. So you look at some of the other teams here that are on that bubble watch in the Big 12. You've got a TCU and Cincinnati. Now, TCU, I'm looking at this TCU team and gosh, they're 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 right there. I mean, their losses. TCU is two and three in Big 12 play, but their three losses are by a combined eight points at Kansas, at Cincinnati versus Iowa State. Lost to KU by two, Cincinnati by four, Iowa State by one. So check that, seven points over three games. I think TCU is a tournament team. Just based on how they played, they beat Houston, they beat Oklahoma, and you know they've got a stretch here where they can do some damage. You've got Oklahoma State, then you got to go to Baylor, home to Texas Tech. That TCU-Texas Tech game coming up next week, that's got massive implications for both teams. That could be one of those games where you look back at it and you say, yeah, that's one of those regular season games that can decide which one of these two teams makes it to the NCAA tournament. That's what makes it so much fun in this league. But there's not that brutal stretch for TCU. I mean, they've already had a pretty tough stretch, but there's not. they started off conference play with three ranked teams, KU, Oklahoma, Houston, three top 10 teams, by the way. KU, Oklahoma, Houston. And they went two and one over that stretch. Now, you know, they've lost a couple of games in a row. They've got to get back on track. But TCU just feels to me like a team that's going to be able to do some damage. Now, they're still reeling with the way things went against Iowa State last weekend. That was tough. Um, Iowa State had 18 steals in that game. And TCU mounted that big comeback. But ultimately, Iowa State held on for the win. Uh, That one hurts. But uh, if TCU can get back on track, this feels, I feel much more confident in TCU being an NCAA tournament team at this point in time than Kansas State, just based on what I've seen and who they've actually played thus far. So you can't just go based on the early season record. And then there's Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati is a good basketball team. But I think Cincinnati is still getting adjusted to just the rigor and the grind that is the Big 12. They've lost a lot of these games thus far, and it hasn't been by much. Once again, they were in that game against Kansas. They were flustered early. It's Allen Fieldhouse. It's intimidating if you've never been there, as most of those guys obviously had not, first year in the Big 12. And that's a tough spot for them. But they come back. It's tied at halftime. And, of course, Kansas does what it's done to hundreds of opponents over the years in Allen Fieldhouse in the second half, and that's put the game away. But when you look at how Cincinnati has played, uh, played OU tight, lost that game by four. At Baylor, lost by three. Lost to Texas by one. They've beaten TCU. They've beaten BYU on the road. So Cincinnati is one of those teams where you look at it and you say to yourself, I, I mean, I feel like they're a tournament team. They just have not been able to put it all together yet. And that's the biggest reason I don't like Cincinnati getting to the big dance. Not because they're not talented enough, but because 
as this season wears on you, and it's going to wear on all of these new teams, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, it's going to wear on them. Houston's built for it just because of the program Kelvin Sampson has built around that defensive side of the ball. Um, But the other three, it's not that I don't think they can make the NCAA tournament, but I do think there's a mental adjustment coming into this conference. And I think we've seen that very much so with a team like the Cincinnati Bearcats. We're watching it play out in real time. Now they have a stretch where you say to yourself, okay, UCF, West Virginia, um, if you can take care of business, then you've got Texas Tech, Houston, Iowa State, three ranked games in a row, followed by UCF, Oklahoma State, TCU. So that's five of your eight games that gets you towards the end of February where you say to yourself, okay, if we can at least get ourselves to over those eight games, if we can go four and four over that stretch, we've got ourselves a chance. And that's where Cincinnati has to be. I do think you got to get in this league to probably nine and nine to feel good about your chances of going to the big dance. I feel like that's got to happen for Cincinnati or any team in this conference. And Cincinnati's right now two and four. So they've got to dig out of a hole a little bit. But um, it's not impossible by any stretch. And if you pull off a big upset here or there, that's the other thing about the Big 12. You have a lot of opportunities for some major upsets in this conference, and that can help any of these teams. And that's something that's absolutely worth watching as well. Now, meantime, uh, when you look at the Texas Longhorns, Texas is talented. We all know that. They won the Big 12 tournament last year. That's the main reason Rodney Terry's got a job. So none of this is new. But when you look at what this team has coming up at BYU, home to Houston, at TCU versus Iowa State, that's a stretch where you say to yourself, we'll know by the time we get to early February what kind of position Texas is in. But here's the thing about Texas. Don't count them out. If you get to the Big 12 tournament in March in Kansas City and Texas goes 7-11 and 11 in league play, I'm just throwing out a number. They're 2-11. and you know, Let's just say 7-11. and 11. Eight and ten, whatever you want to call it. Don't count out Texas from reeling off a bunch of wins in Kansas City and winning the Big Twelve tournament. I, like they are talented enough to do it, but we know they're getting every team's best shot. Let's be honest, Rodney Terry has not helped this team at all. He's been very chatty. He's been way too talkative. He's been way too much of a whiner and a complainer with the whole horns down thing with UCF. That was a horrible look in so many respects. And I think in part, as much as, you know, this team got a great win at Baylor last weekend, it set him back a little bit. And I think that that's something that Rodney Terry, he admitted after the game, he regretted how he handled that. And he should have regretted how he handled that. It was a bad look all around. But now for the Big 12, you sit back and you say to yourself, okay, let the chips fall where they may. And we'll sit back, we'll analyze it all, and we'll let it play out from here. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports, of course, is where you find us covering the Big 12 Conference. Subscribe on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, and we are so grateful to have you here as um, this incredible Big 12 season marches on. And what a season it has been, by the way. It has just been so much fun, and we're not even halfway there. That's the best part. (laughs) Oh gosh. Um, you know, as I'm looking through some of the things that are going on right now, this on the football side, this drove me a little nutty. 
24-7 Sports listed the top 10 easiest uh, football schedules for the 2024 season. And, you know, of course, the Big 12 expanding the 16 teams, right? OU and Texas are going away. And when they listed the top 10 easiest college football schedules for the upcoming season, four Big 12 teams checked in in the top seven spots. Arizona was number seven. Utah was number five. Kansas came in at number one and Cincinnati came in. uh, Kansas came in at number two and Cincinnati came in at number one. That's that is such a it's everything that we tell you national media is in this sport right now. It's why this outlet, it's why we exist. Because a big 12 easy schedule. Now, let me just give you a look at the schedule for the Cincinnati Bearcats, Arizona state TCU. Hang on one sec. I lost it here. I had it right in front of me, Arizona state. And we don't know the order yet of these games. Of course, the big 12 apparently is going to announce the football schedules coming up on January 30th. Arizona State, TCU, Houston, West Virginia, Colorado, at Iowa State, at Kansas State, at Texas Tech, at UCF. That's the easiest. What? That's the easiest schedule? You've got to go to Ames, Iowa. You've got to go to Manhattan, Kansas. You've got to go to Lubbock, Texas. Three teams that hope they can get to a college football playoff next year if everything breaks right. You've got to go to UCF, who to me is not even Dark Horse, a contender in this conference next year. And 247 Sports says that Cincinnati's got the easiest schedule in college football for the upcoming season. That is an insult of all insults. Now, don't get me wrong. The non-conference is not impressive. Towson, Pitt, and Miami, Ohio. Okay, fine. I understand that. And you look at it and you say, okay, there's maybe only one team that you would look at right now and say, well, that's a top 25 team. But you're telling me TCU that was in a national title game two years ago does not have a great chance to reload. It does. West Virginia is coming off a nine-win season under Neil Brown. Iowa State in Ames, that team's going to be a year older. Chris Kleiman, I mean, the guy, all he does is win and get his team in the top 25. Joy McGuire is building something at Texas Tech. Maybe last year the um, you know, uh, the expectations were a little too high, but they're working through it. And UCF is a sleeping giant. And that's the easiest schedule in college football, please. Case in point right there as to why the Big 12 continues to get a bad rap. That's it. And KU at number two is a joke as well. I mean, you know, you can't do a round robin anymore in the Big 12. We all know that. But when you look at what KU has at Arizona State, at Baylor, at BYU, Colorado, TCU, Houston, Iowa State, at K-State, at West Virginia, you got to go to Morgantown. Once again, KU's built a great program under Lance Leipold, and he has done incredible work there. And it's amazing to think that KU could be favored in the bulk of those games. But to say that's the second easiest schedule in America, I ain't buying that. There's no way. So, uh, but you know what? We're going to be analyzing it all off season. This is the place to be if you're a Big 12 fan at heartlandcollegesports.com. And the other place to be is on our free message boards. Go to heartlandcollegesports.com. Click on that members forum tab at the top of the page. 
and log in. It's free to sign up. We just want to keep building that Big 12 community with you guys at heartlandcollegesports.com. So we so appreciate you being here and joining us as a uh, part of the show. Peter, on YouTube, 247 is clickbait. I think their recruiting rankings are good. I'm not going to lie. I think they do a nice job. We use them for our recruiting rankings. But I, you know, to some of the other stuff, I suppose, you know, I don't see all of it, but um, I get what you're saying there, Peter. So we're just going to have to roll with it, my man, and keep doing our thing at Heartland College Sports. And as long as you guys keep spreading our word and spreading our message, sharing our shows, subscribing, telling your buddies about it, we're going to be fine here at Heartland College Sports. So uh, we're so grateful you're here. You found us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, be sure to do it again soon. All right. So hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss a show and join our free Heartland College Sports Forums. Take care, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the college basketball.